You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, so let's talk about that game, and let's do it the way we always do it, John. Four stock up, four stock down. What do we like? What do we not like from the Texans in the 29-17 loss to the Eagles? Um, I will tell you before we get into it, the one thing I liked, the Texans covered the spread. So that was nice for all the people out there who were backing them, uh, plus 14. Um, so let's get into it, John. What is your first stock up? What's the first thing you saw that you liked last night at the game? The running game led by Damian Pierce one day after the lineman just got bludgeoned by the Titans and the running game was pathetic. They had 32 carries, 168 yards. That's 5.3 average. Pierce had 27 for 139, a 5.1 average with a 36-yard run being as long as the lineman did a better job of run blocking. And uh, that was the best thing they had going was the running game. Yeah, Damian Pierce is really good. John, we had him on the post-game show last night. He is just a joy. <laughs> He's a delight. He's a great kid. Face of the franchise. Yeah, right now. He's I, I wrote this today in my Houston Press recap. He is the most valuable player on this team. He is the best player on this team, and he is the most fun player on this team right now. He That's is the face the of the franchise. And he's as good an interview as anybody and probably the best. Yep. And and just a just a sweetheart of a guy. He's great. I'm with you. And he was awesome last night. That was the most carries he's ever had in a game last night. Well, probably in high school. He probably carried the ball 35 times in some game. But he had 27 carries. That exceeded the 26 that he got in the win over Jacksonville a little earlier this season. Um, Damian Pierce, really, really good last night for the Houston Texans. My first stock up is Jerry Hughes. Uh, the pass rush has been anemic over the last month or so after getting off to a pretty good start the first three games where they had 10 sacks. Jerry Hughes himself had four sacks in those first three games. Jerry Hughes was abusing the Eagles' left tackle. His name escapes me, but he was number 68, who was pretty good in, in the run blocking. But he, this 68 was abysmal in pass blocking. Some of the I – mean, there were – the first sack Jerry Hughes had, he didn't even need to make a rip move or anything on him. Like, he just ran around the guy. Um, but he he got to Jalen Hurts a couple of times. Even the sack that they got that was credited to Big Heine was really Hughes making that play and collapsing the pocket, and then Jalen Hurts had to step up, and Big Heine and ended up getting him and getting the sack, but it was Hughes who was the real disruptor on that play. So that was cool, John. On a, on a team where the veterans have been uh, jumping off the ship like rats, uh, at least a couple of them, uh, it's nice to have a veteran leader on the team like Jerry Hughes who decides to bring his lunch pail to work and still continue to grind. Hughes also beat Pro Bowl right tackle Lane Johnson. There was another one. He got both hands on Jalen Hurts in the pocket. Should have been his third sack, and he couldn't bring him down some way. But, man, he came close to having three. Just an outstanding performance against a really good offensive line for a team that went into that game uh, I think, let's see, they went into the game 
as uh, the I got it right down here as the third offense in the NFL, sixth in rushing and tenth in passing, and the Texans led by Jerry Hughes did a pretty darn good job against Jalen Hurts. Excellent. All right, John, what's your next stock up? My next stock up, it's going to be a half and a half. My my next stock up is going to be the first half by quarterback Davis Mills. He came out. They actually scored a point on the first series for the first time this year, 75 yards. His touchdown pass to rookie tight end uh, Tegan Toriano, first time he played after being injured. And in that first half, eight of nine, 90 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a rating of 147.9. Mills was outstanding. It was 14-14 at halftime. The Eagles must have been shell-shocked because Mills was outstanding. Yeah, he was really good on that drive, the first drive of the first half and the last drive of the first half. You know, even that, that second drive where they ended up scoring on the Chris Moore uh, catch that was initially ruled incomplete and then overturned on replay. Um, both those drives, I mean, that's that's that second one was seven plays, 75 yards. So they they went on a couple nice long drives, didn't need turnovers to set them up with room service. So I'm I'm with you on that one. John, along those lines, my uh, stock up in our last one for this segment is the um, receiving core, Sands, Nico Collins, and Brandon Cooks, who both missed uh, last night's game for entirely different reasons, which I'm guessing we may get into and stock down at some point. Um, But that left them with Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore as their starting wide receivers. And while Davis Mills was not great overall in that game, the numbers, you know, were not spectacular at the end whoa, of the whoa, game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't admit, don't, you can't talk about that. I won't. We're no, only I'm talking about in, the first I'm, half. I'm leading, I'm, I'm right. No, no, I'm, le- I'm leading into something here. I think some of that may have had to do with guys not able to totally get open, but Dorsett and Moore both had solid enough games. Three catches, 69 yards for Dorsett. Chris Moore, four catches for 43 yards. The touchdown, the, the bubble screen that actually worked, John, they ran a bubble screen Amazing. that worked. It was incredible. It was really fun to watch a 25 yard bubble screen that worked. Um, look, these are two guys who are fringe players in the NFL. These are street guys that they brought in. And I thought they did as well as you could expect against a, against the defense. That's one of the best, most talented secondaries in the NFL. Certainly the cornerback position with Bradbury and with Slay, um, a really talented secondary. I thought Moore and Dorsett acquitted themselves well in that game. So that's my last stock up. I agree a hundred percent. Those guys stepped up when uh, uh, Cooks quit on his team, and Nico Collins still nursing that growing injury. They could keep him out of several more games. Yep. All right, stock down, John. Go ahead. I'm not going to steal, so I don't steal any more from you. Go ahead. The second half by Davis Mills, yeah, who was pathetic. He was five of thirteen for sixty four yards, no touchdowns. Two interceptions. He finished with a 72.9 rating after a 147.9. Pep Hamilton had a great first half, and I can't blame him for the second. Mills just threw two poor passes and was awful. And that inconsistency just shows why they are going to get a quarterback with the first pick in the draft. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, He was... He was not great. That the you know this team has no margin for error, especially against good teams like the Eagles. They have zero margin for error. 
they were still standing in toe-to-toe with them. That was the unfortunate thing about Mills' first interception, John, is that the defense actually made two stops. You know, they came out and they had sacked they sacked Hertz a couple times and and uh they made the play on a short yardage play that got overturned. You remember that? Miles Sanders yep. initially ruled a first down and they it was a good challenge by Lovey Smith. It showed the knee on the ground. They, you know, they had, uh, the Eagles had second and short and then third and short and they weren't able to convert. Defense was actually stepping up and doing some things. And then on a team like this, that's how you just completely reshuffle and forfeit momentum is throwing a bad interception. That first interception that Davis Mills threw was awful. And he was bad the rest of the day after that. That's the thing. Like, I, you, you know, you, you have a bad play like that. You got to flush it. Mills, it feels like, John, when he makes a bad play like that, it just starts to compound over the rest of the day. And it certainly did yesterday. That's a good one. Davis Mills stocked down. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. My stock down, John, my first one is somebody who didn't even play in the game. We got to mention Brandon Cooks. Yes. Brandon Cooks is the biggest story with this team right now. It's bigger than any on-field story with this team. Uh, Brandon Cooks, who, of course, decided to take the rest of the week off after the team couldn't trade him on <laughs> Yeah. I mean, completely. You know, just crying on Twitter, um, not showing up at the facility. Uh, and then the team, Lovey, saying it was his decision to sit Brandon Cooks down on Thursday. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter whose decision it was for Brandon Cooks to not play in the game whether it was Brandon Cook's decision or Lovey's decision, the bottom line is this whole thing stinks for everybody. There's nobody that comes out looking good in this. Brandon Cook's looks like a fraud and a baby. Lovey Smith looks like he's having trouble controlling his locker room because you got guys quitting. Nick Casario letting Kamu Gruger Hill just quit. And then Brandon Cook's, who was supposed to be the picture of this new culture that they're putting together. Not only is he not that, but he also got a huge contract, which now looks like a big mistake um, because that was a big reason that they couldn't move him was because he's guaranteed 18 million next year. So the whole thing, John, all the way around, there is there are no winners in the brand. The only winners in the Brandon Cooks thing are Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett, who got some snaps on Thursday night and, and played well. That's it. Other than that, everybody comes out looking bad in this whole thing. And, the, and it may not be over. The Texans, Lovey Smith said, oh, we're going to welcome Brandon. Brandon will be back in the building on Friday. So today, as you and I record this, Brandon Cooks is presumably back in the building. John, do you think they make him captain again? They shouldn't. He quit on his team. Of course they shouldn't. Him. But do you, do you think they will? Uh, no, I don't think they will. They better not. That, but how stupid would that look? How much respect has he lost 
for quitting on them in a game in which he might have been able to make a difference. Now, Adam Schefter said Casario's trying to get a second-round pick, another pick, and then have somebody take up the whole contract. If they cut him or if they trade him before the draft, they'll get a low pick, and it would have been a terrible job by Casario. If he was, if he thought he could get a two for Brandon Cooks, he was hallucinating. It's yeah. just a terrible situation all around, and it makes Cooks look terrible. And I, this team's not going anywhere as it is. But, man, oh, man, I thought at most they might get a conditional three that might be a four that could have been a three. The best-case scenario for everybody in the Cooks thing, John, then we'll get to your next stock down. The best-case scenario is that Brandon Cooks comes back, balls out for the last nine games, shows that he can still be productive, and – then they find some sort of trade in the offseason for some team that wants a some team that wants a, a a polished productive NFL receiver that they don't have to give up two firsts for like Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill you know like somebody that and, and Brandon Cooks isn't their one you know Brandon Cooks is another weapon that kind of helps get them over the top that kind of thing that's the best case scenario there is no best case scenario for the Texans nor Brandon Cooks that involves him being a Texan in 2023 that may happen, but it's not the best-case scenario. The best-case scenario is that Brandon Cooks plays well over the rest of the season and makes teams look at it and go, okay, he's guaranteed the $18 million, but over the last eight games of the year, he had 45 catches for you know 516 yards, something like you know something that extrapolates out over the course of a full season to what Brandon Cooks, what we're used to from him, you know, which is like 80 catches for 1,100 yards. Can't wait till he has to stand up and – address uh, his tweet and the whole situation because it's very un-Brandon un Cooks-like. Lies, John. He alluded to lies. He has to answer about those lies. You can't just put it in a tweet and let it disappear like dandelion spores. All right, what's your, uh, what's your next stock down, John? Anybody that goes into a game against the Eagles, the offense has a big part of the game plan, stopping defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, who's still one of the best in the NFL. Center Scott Quisenberry and, and mm. left guard Kenyon Green got abused by tackle Javon Hargrave. He had three sacks, seven tackles. You never see a defensive lineman lead his team in tackles, but he did. Texans, their leading tacklers are the safeties every game because there's so many running backs running loose. But, man, letting a tackle get three sacks and just blow by you, that was embarrassing. Yeah, that was that was a rough look. John, that was a that's a good defensive front. They were missing Jordan Davis, the rookie out of Georgia, who's been really good for them this year. Yeah, that's the last thing they needed was to put him in there. That's the last thing Texan fans needed to see because I think there's a lot of Texan fans out there wishing the Texans just stayed at 13 and took Jordan Davis with that pick. He would he sure would help the Texans right about now. That's the truth. Unfortunately, he's injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my uh, my my last stock down is Jonathan Owens, who has, seems to have been uh, – he, he's kind of regressed, John, since the beginning of the year. And I know he's led the team in tackles and this and that. The whole thing with leading the team in tackles as a safety has more to do with how bad the front seven is than how good Jonathan Owens has been. And I don't want to disparage a guy who's just doing his job. Like, he's making these tackles. That's great. It would be nice if he didn't have to make these tackles. But he's been getting removed from games more lately. Um, a lot of the plays that um, that you know were receivers were running wide open and running free, 
Um, we're kind of in Jonathan Owens area of the field. AJ Brown's uh, touchdown that put the Eagles up 21 to 14 after the Davis Mills interception. The first interception by Mills looked like it was Owens who was in coverage with AJ Brown. Um, Jonathan Owens, look, John, give credit to Jonathan Owens, who's hung around the league for a while now and is finally getting an opportunity. And I'm not saying he doesn't belong on an NFL roster. But I've always thought it was going to be dicey having him and Jalen Petrie as the starting safeties for this team because Petrie's a rookie. And Owens, while he's been around the game for a while, he's got basically the experience of a rookie. And he played in two games last year. Um, So mine is Jonathan Owens, who's been losing snaps to Eric Murray of late. And, John, when you lose snaps to Eric Murray, nothing good can come of that for you. Owens is taking a lot of bad angles. He's missed tackles. Uh, Petrie's missed some tackles, but Petrie makes plays too. Owens yeah. doesn't make. And Petrie's going to continue to get better, but safety is going to be a need. Again, he has so many needs. It's unbelievable. And uh, But, yeah, that's a good one. Everybody wants Owens to succeed because he's such a great success story to be where he is based on where he was. But right now, he's not getting the job done. And if the front seven did a better job, he wouldn't be exposed like this. That's true. Yep. A really good point. The front seven's really bad. I mean, we could do stock down on the front seven every week if we wanted to, but we got to shuffle the deck a little bit here. 